episode of Spell Warning. This is a special edition just for coaches and parents if you're coaching your kids. Today, we are joined by John Murray, head coach at Justin Siena High School, and we are going to talk about practice rules. Coach, how you doing? Good. How's everything over there? Life in Virginia is great. We start practice next week on Tuesday, February 2nd with the run test. Let me ask you, what is your run test? Um, I do not have a run test. Um, we should talk about that. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, I would ideally have one. Um, just Justin Santa is not the caliber of program right now to have a run test. Um, and I have to spend some time conditioning my players and I can't just expect them to get it done on their own and show up day one and pass a run test. Yeah, but, this is a perfect, perfect segue, unknown to you, perfect segue into our practice rules uh, discussion today. So I'll tell you what our run test is. So we, you know, as every good coach, we're non-original. So we stole this from uh, another coach. So credit to Maryland Women's Lacrosse. They have a run test, 2100s in, um, in 20 minutes. Basically, you have 18 seconds to run down and then 42 seconds to get back. You do that 20 times. Um it's a good run test. It's uh, it sounds a lot harder than it is, but it's a good like sort of like okay, you ran during break. You didn't just sit at home and you know yeah eat bonbons and watch movies. Um, and then we followed it up with a break, and then the guys have to do a one mile uh, at the field in under seven minutes. Uh, good mental challenge for them. I mean, almost all those guys can run a mile under seven minutes. Yeah, front, you know, gotta um, yeah. For, 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 for me and you, that's a little bit of a different question. Yeah. But, you well, know. If I pass it, I can suit up for you? Is that what you're saying? Hey, man, if you can pass it, you're, you're in. I still got some eligibility if you're looking for an out-of-shape, all-right attackman with a decent time and room shot. Yeah, we're, we're not, but you know what? We'll, we'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's our run test. We also have a little ab thing, a plank hold at the end just to sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, challenge them again it's mental not physical but uh but today let's talk about practice rules um you know so we want to sort of do this in sort of a coaching fashion so you know we're gonna ask you what your practice rules are and then talk about why we have them or why we don't have them so um do you have any practice rules for your guys um i don't have any like explicit like written out practice rules um we kind of we've talked a lot about like how i run my practices i mean we have like practice standards for kind of like what we do when we're at practice. So we have like yeah. our core warm up. So we have a 30 minute warm up we do every day. Um, and it includes pre games. So it's basically our pre game warm up we do for practice every day. And this kind of allows us to fine tune our warm ups. So we're kind of a machine and the guys don't really have to think. It's like, okay, we're, we're at the field. This is what we do the first 30 minutes. Um, right. Right. And it also helps really me good. in pre pre games, you know, if the bus is late, um, or if we're there way too early, like the exact timings I need to do um to do that. And usually in the first um if I have control of the scoreboard, I'll have that running in practice to kind of just have the guys visually see the time we're kind of going through everything. Um so that's really kind of the only rule I have right now. I have some other um things I do at at practice at Justin, um, we have um, our players have the ability to brave heart anyone in practice. If players are beefing with each other, um, we just settle it on the field. I'll just clear out practice, throw the goalie in net, 
drop a one-on-one ground ball and let them fight it out against each other. Um, that's been great to, you know, kind of just let men be men and settle it on the field and compete against each other and sure. let them get a little bit physical uh, within the game of lacrosse. Um, and that kind of helps settle out a lot of stuff. It also is it's a great thing to get the guys focused back on lacrosse. Um, but as far as rules go, I'm not um, the biggest on like, yeah, I know you're, this is going to be one of your rules, the one hand ground balls. I'm not the biggest guy on that. Um, well, you know, my, my thing is not, it's not about uh, what rules you choose. I think should fit your program, but mm-hmm. I think every program should have two or three practice rules and they're not, they're not designed to be, you know, a lot of people are anti rule. So like, well, you know, if you create a rule, people just break them and that, that can be true. But the important part about it is that you want to set some, some practice standards that are not just like, Oh, you know, we wear the same colors at practice. I mean, that could be one of your key rules, right? Like one of my big things is practice standard. You wear uh, Virginia tech gear only, um, mm-hmm. or, or a Virginia tech colors with nothing on it. Only if you show up in something else, you know, that's a problem. I mean, I, man, oh man, I got to tell you the story. So my first, I got, season, I got one too. Oh man, my first season we're I'm there and we're at like practice four and I've already run these guys twice for showing up in like, you know, neon yellow shirt. And I'm just like, dude, come on, man. Like all I want you to do is wear tech colors or white or gray or black. Or like, it's not that hard. This kid shows up in blue, not just any blue, a Navy blue. And so we're like, this is a problem. You know, the guys are pissed at this young man. And I kid you not, it was a UVA shirt. And I was like, dude, dude, you go to Virginia Tech. You cannot wear UVA at practice. Like, are you are you kidding me? And uh, and the best part about it was I didn't even have to lose my mind on it because I, I couldn't believe it. I just I literally looked at that. I said, I cannot believe this. And uh, and one of his teammates down the road just went off. And then he proceeded to yell at the rest of the team and say, if anyone does this again, you know. And said some things that you know maybe you shouldn't have said, but yeah, I'll tell you what, we didn't have a problem after that day. Yeah, um, everyone I, wore the right colors. I still remember my uh, senior year of high school. Um, we had a junior midfielder who committed to Syracuse, and he comes out to practice one day with a, a metallic orange uh, proton power, and it was it was a sweet stick. You know, he's going to Syracuse. He could he has every right to rock the stick, and my coach is like, what the is this he takes it and just throws it all the way across the field he's like not in my program and i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like what? yeah i you know we're not advocating violence and any yeah. of that stuff but you know practice rules so back to kind of what the purpose is you know practice rules the reason you use them is mm-hmm. to just create some accountability for your guys and it's a way to create simple accountability measures you know not things that have to do with winning or losing but can those definitely affect it and so I, I always tell programs, you, I advocate you should have a couple of practice rules and you should identify what those are and you should have them be in place so that guys know when they get to the field, these are things that they do. You know, one of the best rules I've seen, and I still use it to this day, and it wasn't my rule, but I got it from Coach Carl at Sonoma State, was uh, no swearing with your helmet on. So it's a great rule because, like, you know, college guys, they love to swear, right? And, love and it. No, no big deal. You know, that's your choice, uh, freedom of speech. But you have your helmet on, that can be a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty from the referees. It's at their discretion. 
And a lot of times they won't call it, but you know, why, uh, why hurt yourself? Um, I think simple rules like that are, are really effective. Um, which is it. So let's, let's go through a little exercise here um, for the people who are listening and let's identify a couple of rules that you think might be good that you could implement this year. Um, and we'll talk through maybe some of the intended consequences slash unintended consequences of that. So you, you got any, any shots off the, off the bow you want to go with? Um, I mean, this year, uh, I'm hoping I have a year. So it'd be nice, to, <laughs> <laughs> nice to have uh, some practice rules. I mean, uh, I'm just trying to think. It's been a, it's been a while since we've uh, been on the field. Um, but one of, I mean, one of my rules is kind of a practice rule. Is I need to see it in practice before you do it in the game. Um, I never want to see someone do something for the first time in a game. Like I really encourage my guys to be creative um, and try stuff in practice. Like try what works and what doesn't. And if you can't hit it in practice, I don't want to see it in the game. Right. Um, right. So that's definitely one of my rules is like, I guess the practice rule is like, I need to see it in practice before it happens in the game. Like if you're consistently missing, like I, w- I encourage my guys to go behind the back. You miss 10 times out of 10. I don't want to see it in the game. You know, the shovel shots, all that stuff, like, that's fine. I love it. Like, be creative. But if you're not hitting it consistently, I'm done. I don't want to see it. Um, so that's that's definitely one of my rules. Um, um, it's kind of it for practices. I'm not too concerned with one-hand ground balls. We don't really have a lot of guys going for that in uh, – in practice um, and in games, we're not a very good face-off team. So we don't really win clean face-offs and, and do that one-hand ground ball. Um, and, yeah. you know, you, you've you've seen me. I am a big proponent of sidearm shooting. So I'm not an overhand guy. Um, right. But, you know, again, think, um, again oh, it goes into that. If you miss 10 times out of 10, I am going to – with every inch of my fiber hating myself for saying this shoot tell you to shoot overhand. Right. Right. You know, I think the, I think that's the hardest part of practice rules is boiling them down to something simple mm-hmm. that can be applied to every player. You know, so we have, we have three practice rules at tech and this is it. This is the only practice rules we have. Um, the first is no one hand ground balls. Right. Um, except for set times with face off guys and goalies. Otherwise, everyone has two hand ground balls. Mm-hmm. The second is that we touch the line every time. So if you if a run is suicide and you don't touch the line, it doesn't count. Do it over, and we'll do it over as long as it takes. Um, you know. And then the third is no swearing with your helmets on. Yeah, we you know. And this go we ahead. did have one. It was uh, you know being timely to practice. So like practice was we expected four o'clock. You were dressed and ready. Um, and one of our consequences was if you were late three times, I was going to suit you up in full pads, uh, to get on the bus for an away game. Um, and unfortunately we, we finally had one person hit that, but our season canceled. So our first away game of 2021, he will be suiting up in full pads on the away bus. Um, sure. Sure. Just cause gotta be on time. You know, you're, it's, we have a generous time. I mean, it's, Class ends at three ten at Justin, and practice starts at four o'clock. Gives you fifty minutes to do whatever you need to do to get on the field. Um, yeah. And we can't be showing up at four or taking twenty minutes to get your stuff on. 
So, you know, so what's great about this, John, is that you're talking about all these things that you have and you're sort of identifying some practice rules that you do have. Mm -hmm. And he's never thought about them as practice rules. And what I always tell coaches is really try and boil this down to, like I said, two or three rules, like two or three things that no matter what happens, you're going to enforce it. You're going to do whatever it is, right? Like we expect our guys to be on time. No doubt about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But like if a guy's late, are we going to enforce the whole team to run every time or the whole team to be punished every time? Probably not. Probably going to talk about it. And so what is, is for us is that's a standard. That's a, that's a thing that we expect, but we know may not be true every time, you know, and the rules are more around things that like, you're going to, this is, this is it. And I think when you set those, it sort of sets that level of accountability, a, a step up um, from everything else. And so it really, as a coach forces you to boil things down to like, you know, what do I really, 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 really care about? Right. Cause like, like you want to let guys shoot however they want to shoot, right? Like you want to let them shoot sidearm. So one guy might be 10 out of 10 times. You're going to tell him overhand, but another guy might be 20 out of 20. You know, you might give some guys different latitudes. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Every player should be treated individually. Um, and this sort of takes that individual treatment out of it. So, so does your practice rules change year to year? Or are they fairly consistent? Um, yeah. I mean, I think they – they can change. Like I would imagine the one handed ground ball rule may go away in a couple of years after that's sort of like ingrained in the culture. Mm-hmm. That's Cause what will happen is like, it'll be, the guys will say it's a rule, but we won't, we won't say anything about it, but they'll just call it a rule because they kind of <laughs> that's known. every coach's dream right there where the team right, just exactly. takes ownership over it. Right. Like, like, so for instance, the sprints, right? Like, so all we had to do is run them a couple extra times on the sprints. So they didn't touch the line. And now they literally, as they're running, there's like probably seven, eight guys screaming, go past the line, go past the line. And they're sprinting their time, right? So yeah. they're actually running extra time, extra distance that they have to meet in the same time. And it's all designed around this idea that they they are creating accountability. So our practice rules are set, you're, you know, based on the year. And it's also based on your your players, right? Like yeah. there's a couple, uh, there's, you know, I have an interesting group of guys in the younger ranks that are a little bit more free-ish guys, kind of more hippie style guys. So like buttoning down the hatches on those guys isn't going to create the best environment mm-hmm. for them. Right. So like creating rules that they can sort of see sensibly will be, will be really important. You know, where, whereas I have my older guys a little bit more like kind yeah. of, you know, boom, 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 boom. I, I think you hit the nail on the head that you have to, you can't coach the same way every year. With, with new players like you got to adjust the way you discipline the way you like drills schemes everything um depending on who you got um because you got to get the most out of your players um yeah, I, would say so, like, I mean yeah. can't fit a square peg in a round hole you know you got to kind of adjust right and so that goes back to kind of why one of the reasons why these rules are so important to me is that mm-hmm. It really forces you as a coach to boil down what are the key elements of your team and what are the key motivators to, to success, you know, and they're different for every team. So, you know, like I said, uh, everyone's different, but you know, what we'll do is next week when we come back on this, we're going to get your three rules that you have for practice or two or one, whatever they're going to be. You're going to be able to share them with everybody. And if your answer is you have no rules, well, then we're just going to have to end it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I will no longer be a guest host on this podcast. <laughs> no. Uh, so maybe you'll decide to have no rules then. You know, but it's a whole different issue. But uh, awesome. Well, uh, any other comments you want to make about practice rules? 
Um, I guess I got to do some homework and think of uh, two or three. My poor Justin guys have no idea what's coming for him this year. I'll be curious. You know, I think you – there's some obvious rules that stick out to me for your yeah. group of guys. Um, but what, uh, what, do you, what do you got? What do you got for – no, I'm not gonna. They're not gonna get you. You're not gonna get off that easy. Uh-huh. Um, I think I'll, I'll be interested interested to hear what you have because there's a you have a group of 22s and a couple of 23s that I know pretty well, and they're mm-hmm. they certainly tick a certain way from what I've seen. And I'd be curious to see what rules you choose based off of those those kind of key guys. So and we got a um, we got a rep at Justin. Hopefully, it's good. I've been trying to build yeah. build a brand. Of it's a good rep. Those uh, are good guys. Those yeah. are good guys. They're good players. They're good dudes. They're they're good. They're good blacks guys. So awesome, old. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And, uh, and 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 next week we'll talk about this more. Okay. Yeah. Take care. Awesome. So thanks for listening to another installment of uh, Coaches Learning on One on One Lacrosse Academy. Uh, you can check us out at lacrosse.101academy.us and on Instagram and all social media platforms at One on One Lacrosse Academy. Getting better starts here. Till next week. Peace.